Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Everybody, welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode 236. On November 15th, cold day here in Denver. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by the lovable crew. It's Mandy and Mason. Guys, how are you doing? Doing okay. I am here. Doing pretty excellent, I guess. I, I guess I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited. No doubt、okay. about it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to be here despite having been sick all week.、Um, I hope my voice holds up today through the whole podcast and everything, but we will, we will find out, guys. But thank you for listening in, as you are the most important member of the crew today, the listener. So thank you so much for being here. And we are going to be talking about some stuff.、Um, I'm going to wrap up Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom because I blew through almost the whole game this week. I'm、um, about 90% like, to the platinum. Um, and Mandy's going to talk about the first five episodes of Bates Motel. I've all, I'm, about, I'm like on episode 16 or something, so、um, we can weigh in there. Mandy got a new tablet, which should be really cool. Probably give you a little, little、uh, for those of you trying to,、well, looking to buy a tablet yourselves, maybe you'll find one here from Mandy. And Mason read a book, I'll Never Tell, is what it's called. So, Mason, does that mean you, yeah, that you. Oh, that you man. Is, is that、He's、the name of it? Is that the name?、Uh, I'm not going to even say it. I read, a bit, I read a book, but I'll never tell you what it was. Mason, <laughs> Mason what's the book called? I'll, I'll never tell. Well, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, people want to know the, what the, the book quandary is. The quandary that we've already found ourselves in. <laughs> exactly. So, what I'm on first. Hey, yes, precisely. <laughs> So, why don't we just start with that, Mason? Why don't you、uh, tell us about this book, I'll Never Tell, that you've,、sure. uh, that you've experienced? Sure, it won't take too long, give you guys plenty of room for your stuff.、Um, I'll Never Tell is a 2019 book by Canadian author Catherine McKenzie. It's like 350 pages long,、mm. and it came out in the summer, and it's certainly like a summertime like, reading book. Like, it's very breezy, it's not very. Difficult to understand. It's very short and it revolves around a summer camp. So, if you've ever been or attended a summer camp, it definitely hits a lot of those similar memories of swimming in lakes or arts and crafts room or those like summertime romances, like all those kind of things that you associate with the season. It's pretty well encapsulated in this book. So, it tells the story of a dysfunctional family and murder. Oh!、Um, Whoa, what a, what a twist. So essentially, it is a story that. <laughs> I wish it was like that. Oh,、uh, okay, okay.、Uh, and, the, kind of st- and the machine gun bullets rain down the clanking of the bullets on the pavement. No, just kidding.、Uh, it starts off with this story in, from like 20 years ago where one of. The campers at this Camp Macaw is murdered, and she kind of washes up on the shore in a boat with, like, you know, bludgeoning to her head. And there's a culprit, and they don't really know who, who murdered this lady, and it kind of goes unsolved. And, like, 20 years later, the five children of the owners of the camp 
are kind of brought together after the death of their parents and they're kind of said hey you know you guys are inheriting the camp you guys each get one fifth the share of the camp except for your oldest brother who the dad believed is guilty of the murder and essentially in his will he's like hey if you guys as a family can all agree that your older brother 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 was innocent brother uh he will get his share of the camp if not he will you know be presumed guilty and not get any share of the camp and miss out on all the revenue and, you know, finance that comes out of that. So essentially the book is told almost Game of Thrones style, where each short chapter is told by a different character from their perspective. And it kind of constantly switches between all five members as well as some other characters that are orbiting the family. And they kind of work through their own interpersonal issues, which there are a lot of, as well as their suspicions and relationships with one another and kind of coming to terms with themselves and who they think murdered that girl 20 years ago. So each of the characters are pretty distinct and well-written for kind of how short it is. And it's interesting seeing like shades or attributes of yourselves or other people kind of peppered amongst the characters. There's a lot of moments or lines where you're like, ooh, I feel like I've experienced this in my life or similar works that really appeal to me. So overall, for kind of how quick and short it was, it was pretty interesting. Uh, Just finished it maybe 30 minutes ago, so still got to chew on how I thought the ending was. But overall, I'd give it a pretty light recommendation. I literally picked it up at random because i'm waiting for my copy of dune to come in because i want to read that before the movie comes out so i just kind of went to like the giant stack of like new releases at my library and closed my eyes and grabbed a book and that one was way too long so i'm like "Eh, i'll try again and then i grabbed this one i'm like ah i'll just give it a shot so i've never read any of miss mckenzie's earlier works but i it was fun enough so light recommendation i'll never tell it got the job done. Are you a pretty fast reader, Mason? Mm, mostly. I try to mainly just read before bedtime to kind of like step away from like phone screens or laptops to kind of get away from that blue light, which you're, they say you're supposed to avoid before sleep. So right. I read uh, maybe an hour before bed, maybe an hour during the day, depending on how much time I have. But it took maybe two weeks to work through it at a very leisurely pace. So it was a very quick read. All right, cool. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of reading in the past years. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I have the attitude of a lot of people. I think where it's like, I did a lot of reading in school, all sorts of stuff. And, and now it's like, you know, everyone's just too busy doing things that have that shorten your attention span. (laughs) So, so, also reading puts me to sleep, like, immediately. It's, it's Well, that's perfect, then. <laughs> then again, you know, it took me um, almost a week to get through episode nine of Castlevania season three. I, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I was, like, asleep within two minutes every time, and that's not to say it wasn't good, because the ending of that season was crazy. Like, wow, so much wild <laughs> shit happened, but um, I finally did finish it. All right, well, Mandy, and Mason, thank you for your book review. No show, problem, show no problem. For those of you that, for those of the, for the slice of the audience that that does still read, I'm sure that they do appreciate uh, hearing about a book. So, Mandy watched Bates Motel, as was my recommendation. And how are you liking it? 
I watched it with my mom, and we had a very similar experience to it that we had with um, the, uh, was it Hill, Hill House? House? Yeah, very similar, where the very first episode, we were kind of looking at each other like, I don't know, some of this acting's kind of weird. But as we went along, we found out that a lot of the parts that we thought were weird and didn't make sense actually do make sense. And we started to get really into it around episode five. Like episode five, we ended and I was like, I have to go home because it's like 1230, but we wanted to watch more. <laughs> Mandy, when you and your mom are watching, which one of you guys is the one that like keeps on pushing to stay up later? And uh, watch? That's a good question. Both of us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. I was like, because I live about 25-ish minutes away from her house. And I also have a, a ferret that needs medication at a very specific time. And I gave him medication yesterday at like 12 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I had until 12 to give him his medication, his second dose. And uh, it started getting closer to 1030. And I was like, I don't know. I think this will be my last one. And they were like, no, we have to watch another one. And then at the end, my mom's like, what time did you give your medication to your ferret? And I was like, 12. She's like, hmm. Do you think you have time for another? I was like, I have to go home. <laughs> I was so like, I can't keep doing this because they're like an hour question. long. She's yeah, just like, bring your ferrets next time. Just you can, we can go all oh, night. She won't let me. <laughs> I think her dogs would probably eat them. Oh no! <laughs> Ooh, that would, that would be not good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they'd react. I know my ferrets would freak out, but so what aspect of the show do you like the most? Um. I'm trying to remember what I happened actually, up to episode five, but I'll just let you tell I me. I actually think the mystery is really well done. Um, the very first episode, there were some parts where, um, and I don't, I don't want to spoil anything that's going on for people who want to watch, but um, very first episode, there's a scene at the very beginning where the acting in it felt, didn't really feel genuine. And we kind of looked at each other like, we can't really tell if this is just poor acting or part of the story. So the very, like very first scene, we were kind of like, I, I don't know this. I don't know. The, the actors are kind of acting like it's no big deal. What's happening. And we're like, mm, it seems like this is going in a very poor direction. And then later on, there was another scene where um, I don't want to spoil what they're looking for, but these two cops come to this motel after an event happens and they want it in a very specific room. They showed up like right at like the perfect moment and want it in a very specific room or something happened. And my mom, looked, mom and I looked at each other and we're like, this is a little bit too perfect. How how would they have known this? Why why are they even here? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why yeah. would they want in the exact room that something just happened? And we're kind of looking at each other like rolling our eyes. But then later on, both of those scenarios actually make sense. Like they wanted in there for a very specific reason. Not going to spoil it. They were looking for something. So the reason that they were there, and I but I really love is that they don't spell it out for you. Nobody recalls and says, oh, maybe that's why they wanted this in episode one. Me and my mom, you know, it, it lets you put the pieces together yourself. Right. Where we both had that aha moment where we looked at each other like, oh, that's why they wanted in that room. And we kind of freaked out and had a moment where we laughed. <laughs> and then uh, like the same thing with the very, very first scene. And that's such a tricky thing for somebody to do because we could have easily just turned off the first episode and wrote it off as like, Ugh, this is just 
weird. <laughs> like it's just like poorly made. But keeping up with it, it it felt so satisfying to have all those like those questions that we had at the very beginning answered. But um yeah, so far I think the mystery has done really well. There I'm not a fan of uh graphic rape scenes and there is one in episode 1. Thankfully they haven't done it again. But <laughs> that was really a bit over the top. My mom and I looked at each other like, "Oh, this is kind of gross." But um like it's weird. We can handle all kinds of violence, but if you like I don't know, there's something about rape scenes that just gross me out and I'm I don't to, want them. I'm trying to remember what scene you're referring to. Was it a flashback? No, it was in the very first episode when um, somebody breaks into their house. A, mm. a, uh, it's right, a okay. very important scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that kind of starts everything. Um, oh, right, of but, course. Yeah, I didn't mention that on our when I last talked about it, but... Yeah. Ooh, it's... Uh, it was that, a bit much. That Norman, he's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah, Norman is, uh, he's the guy from Psycho, right? As a kid? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna get and, weirder. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> my my mom already, like, knows all about Psycho, so she's, like, cool with it. And, um, how do you I like? How do you like Emma? Emma, Emma. Which one's Emma? Emma's the, gr- <laughs> Emma's the girl with CF who wants to go, like, oh, find the, find the... Fine. Yeah. Do you, did you find... Do you find that their their like representation is like of the illness is accurate or good? Uh, pretty much. I mean, there's not really much to it. Oh, I don't know. Her little description of like uh, CF is when you have sticky shit in your lungs is accurate. <laughs> um, I think the only part that me and my mom looked at each other and like, girl, you're trying to get a lung transplant. You are running around in the woods and you are kissing random people. You are not going to get that lung transplant. <laughs> You're off the list. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I'm like, you have no idea what kind of bugs he has in his mouth. But, uh, no, that was just like a moment we kind of uh, giggled at. Like literal bugs or like uh, no. illness bugs? Illness <laughs> bugs. <laughs> illness bugs, Mason. Yeah. Okay, just double checking. It's a horror <laughs> show. I want to... <laughs> it's, it's not like, uh, it's not the mummy. He's not going to like breathe scarabs. <laughs> it's not the uh, the guy from Men in Black. No. Water, oh my God. water. I loved him oh, so much, the roach guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved him. Man. That's my favorite character in all of Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it, it, it stays good. It stays good, I think. It, it, it gets more awkward. Like, it's a pretty awkward show. Like, the relationships... Especially Norma and Norman, they're very awkward, and it's mm-hmm. gonna and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna stay that way. And other characters will come in, and they're gonna be awkward. And it's just and um, but like it it's there've been some revelations in the show since I start like in season two that are season two is really starting to heat up. Like more stuff is happening. It's getting faster, um, and uh, I do, I do feel bad for like. Some of the character, some of the characters in the show that aren't c- crazy or bad people get like kicked around and aren't really, you know, like there's, there's only a few characters in the show that aren't either insane, or I was gonna say, <laughs> or like deserve, or, you know, a swift death or whatever. But um, they just ne- they just never seem to get like the they're always on the short end of the stick. I guess this is what it feels like, mm-hmm. just like the way they're treated or you know, the things that happen to them, and it's just uh, it's kind of sad. But you know, this whole town's fucked up. 
Yeah, my mom and I were commenting on that. We're like, uh, every single person in this is fucking crazy. <laughs> and, oh um, God, yeah. Like, except for CF Girl. But even she is kind of weird where she's like, I have to go solve this mystery. <laughs> I guess she's me. <laughs> maybe. But, <laughs> but maybe it's a CF thing. We're like, I don't know. Maybe we're all just detectives. Secret detectives. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, she's like the only one who's like not entirely insane yet as of episode five. But there are a lot of things that um, both my mom and I remembered of like, uh, I think in Psycho, he kept his mom locked up in a room after she died. Is that what it was? I don't remember. She was like, he taxidermied her and put her in like a chair. Yeah. Yep. Which, which is also kind of weird because Emma's dad is a taxidermist. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's, I'm wondering if he learned from him. It'd be interesting. But so, um, it's it's yeah. The, the it's, town has that very weird, like almost kind of weird cult feel to it, where it's like everybody is like, like has that kind of eye for an eye thing, and even like the cops are in on it, and it's really weird. Yeah. Well, what were you yeah. gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but <laughs> but it's really good. You know, it, it's done. So I don't think it's coming back. So I was very surprised that it's five seasons long. Yeah, we were like, lot. how long is he going to be a kid for? <laughs> there's a lot more to go, I guess. I, 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 I want Norma to die so bad. She's just, ter- oh, yeah? she's just terrible. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty clear that she drove. I feel like she drove Norman to be like a psycho. I mean, she is, mm. she, I don't know. As, as you go on, it gets more frustrating just in small ways, like she just doesn't. She never. She she just never gives him an opportunity to be his own person. It's like he can't even barely go out. He can't even barely like go out and get the fucking mail, you know, without like her, you know, asking five questions. And I'm like, it was lady, so Jesus. weird at the beginning where the second Norman run comes into this town, every girl wants him. We're like, what happened? Is there like no guys in this town? Why is, why is he are that they guy from Hades? Kid? Or Lucifer? It's Lucifer. (laughs) Is he Lucifer? Look, I understand that now. (laughs) The only thing I can... Lucifer was very attractive. (laughs) The only thing I can think is that he's just like the new kid because the town's small. Yeah. But even the teacher was like kind of weird and creepy about him. I'm like, what is happening? I don't know. The characters... (laughs) Every every woman all of a sudden is like, ooh, new meat. (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah, he really should just... He really should get with Emma. You know, she's the one. She's the good one. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. So. Yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. Like, she definitely has a very creepy hold over her son. And that whole family situation is very, very strange. And it's weird that she's very uh, hypocritical, where she's super mad at him for every time that he wants to go out. But then she's, like, going out and banging people, too. <laughs> it's really weird. The whole situation's weird. Yeah. But I guess that's what happens when everybody is a psychopath. <laughs> and it's also super weird at the beginning where I don't want to spoil anything, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Why did she think that she couldn't just call the cops when she was definitely in the right for a particular reason? I'm like, what? <sighs> I'm going to assume it's answered later on. I'm going to assume there is some reason why she did not want cops involved at all. But the reason that at the very beginning she gave was very frustrating because we're like, no way. <laughs> you had every right to like 
called the cops, you would not have been. But then later on, we did kind of find out that the whole town was in on it. So it would have been, I don't know, probably very bad if yeah. somebody did find out. Well, I don't, I, it was just frustrating. I, I don't really <laughs> want to give you anything, but, you know, she, I don't know. She, Mandy, she's just weird. I don't know. She's a strange yeah. lady. Super strange. Everybody's weird. Yeah, and there's gonna be a scene later where like she she like gets in in bed with Norman to like because she had like a nightmare or some shit, and they're like, ew, and then and like they're sleeping like they're fucking married or like dating. It's real weird. We've <laughs> it's already so, had it's like so strange. some scenes like that where she's like kissing on his neck, and we're like, nobody. Why would you ever? I don't know any mother who would act like that with their son. It's just super weird. <laughs> Unless you're fucking crazy. Like, I can understand, like, kissing your, like, the top of your kid's head or something, but she's, like, kissing on his neck. And we're like, ugh. I don't this think I want to watch the show weird. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was also just part of Psycho. If I remember Psycho correctly, I think that he had a very unhealthy relationship with his mother. And that kind of, like, I think caused it his his psychopathy. <laughs> but I don't know. It's very weird. It's kind of cool though if you're into mysteries. Yeah, the mystery in it is really well done. I I, I thought you'd like it. It seemed up your alley, and um, mm-hmm. it's gonna continue. I think it's just gonna it's, it'll just get better from where you are. So although it's killing me that there is this part where Emma of the CF girl um they find a book. And there's drawings in the book. And the owner of the book was um, a Chinese woman. And she's like, oh, yeah, I love manga. I'm like, what? Oh, I remember what? that, yeah. <laughs> like, there were, like, drawings in it. She's like, oh, I read a lot of manga. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but this is not Japanese. <laughs> it's very weird. I don't know. It was kind of like one of those weird, like, I don't know. Are they trying to be offensive? <laughs> I don't know. It was just stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it. Well, I'm, we, we, yeah. we can probably t- touch base later. So this, although I, and uh, I would say that you'd pass me like normal, but I think this is a case where you might not because we're watching probably, we're watching two episodes a day probably. So. Oh, damn. We're getting through it pretty quick. So. Yeah. We'll I can see. only watch it on Saturdays because that's the day I go over to my mom's house. So, well, and we'll probably watch like four of them. But. Right. Well, maybe in like three months we can circle back around on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got almost all the way through Monster Boy and I've had some revelations about it that might help people decide if they want to buy it or not. And the game is really good. Um, I don't know why I didn't, this didn't occur to me. I guess because I wasn't really using the map a whole lot. But the, it's definitely the genre is definitely one of those. It's the same genre as like Blasphemous or uh, Castlevania or... I, or even um, or, Hall, or even Hollow Knight, Hall, or Hollow you know, when Knight. you get there, <laughs> where the map is like all little sideways blocks and they're connected, and then you can kind of tell where you haven't been by where like the map ends, and there's like clearly something beyond, and then there's icons all over it that you know you can. So it's 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 that genre of game, whatever the hell you call that, Castlevania, Metroidvania, Metroidvania maybe. Um, it's just a little more dynamic um, than most of these games I've played because of the ability to swap between all five of the animals. It just completely changes the way you can platform because um, they all have like a unique ability and you're having to switch between them dynamically to like get through different platforming obstacles. But um, the game is... Uh, it opened up to be extremely puzzle-heavy. The game is... Um, it's... In like Blasphemous, which is the last game I played that was in this genre... 
a lot of the game is just difficult environments where you take a lot of damage and you're having to like kill enemies and fight and stuff like that. This game, it's almost more puzzles and less fighting. And in that, um, every room, like the puzzles in it are just, they're fantastic puzzles. And it's amazing how many different ways and how many different uh, sorts of puzzles they can come up with to make you to like, you know, play with your brain or whatever. And because there's got to be a hundred puzzles in this game. I mean, there's, there's this insane amount of them and it's good, but it's also very frustrating because I am, uh, I like puzzles, but, uh, but I'm also the person that like gets frustrated. So if there's, if, if, if we're talking like, you know, resident evil or one of these other games where they'll, where they'll give you a puzzle once in a while and you kind of, you know, you got to figure out the puzzle. That's fine. You know, I love that. But the game is, um, it's almost like a puzzle and then you'll go to the next screen and a puzzle and you go to the next screen and another puzzle. And it's, and some of them are really difficult and not obvious. So, um, especially the ways that you'll have that you find chests and stuff in the game are also involved puzzles sometimes. And some of them are, some of them I, um, I looked it up and I'm like, there's no fucking way I'd ever figure this out. Like I could be here. I, I could stare at this for <laughs> a day and a half and I'd never get it. Um, you know, and then some of them are like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. You know, I should have known that all along. But, um, it is, it's amazing how many puzzles they cram into it, and it's unbelievable how many hidden rooms and hidden objects there are in the game. I mean, it is shocking. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's an area later where you can farm gold, and with the gold, you can buy these, like, rainbow-colored, like, glass teardrop things. And then with those, you can turn them into this bird, and he will reveal where hidden things are on your map. So, like, I cashed in a ton of money, and I got, like, 15 of these teardrops, and the bird... Just like he shows you on the map everywhere for 15 different things that are missing. Like, oh, you missed this. You missed this. And it is, it's unbelievable how many different, how, like there is something hidden every fucking place. It's just like, and, they, and they're hidden in, in a way that you miss them. And it's like, it's almost like if you just jump into every wall, you'll, run, you'll go straight through it because there's a hidden, a hidden wall, you know, or something like that. Um, it is unbelievable how many different hidden objects there are to find and just simply how many puzzles. If you're a person who likes the Castlevania-type game um, with and you like puzzles, like it's a must-play. I mean, absolutely. If you're the kind of person that just wants to like have combat and gets frustrated easily by puzzles, then probably you don't want to play it. But um, it's been really cute. And like I think in Blasphemous, we hated the map, if I remember. But I find the map in this to be very good. Like It's easy to navigate... There's fast travel, and that's good. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's like, um, and it's very accurate. Like it'll tell you, like you can pretty much get a sense for exactly where you are, even if the room is big. Like, say you're in like a huge room that's like many blocks on the screen, it won't just light the room up so that you know where you are. You actually have a little face icon on the map that will move inside of that room, so you can actually get a good sense of like where you are in proximity to other things. So, you know, it's been, it's been fun. I, I've reviewed eight, 90% of the map and I've done about 90% of the collectibles and, and, um, but boy, if you weren't, if you're not using a walkthrough, prepare to be on a fucking hunt because there are, there is just, it's, it's, they're very good at hiding shit. I mean, it's, it's wild. So they'll, they'll hide things in places you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> So, so if it's mainly a puzzle game, there's probably not a lot of like death or like penalties. Is there an easy way to like reset a puzzle room to like 
give it a fresh start or is it do you have to like walk out of it and walk back in like how is like the puzzle process if that makes sense well so some of the puzzles are though there's like a button that'll reset them sometimes like a like you have to stomp on a on like a little thing on the floor like the pig guy you can stomp on him he, he has like a big butt so you can like slam down with him and it will it will it'll like reset a block or something that you can okay that you can get um and but the but the puzzles i i really haven't it, a lot of them are either such that they don't really need to be reset or there's constantly something moving so that you it's like a timing puzzle or gotcha gotcha or it's, it's, it's not, not like you can put yourself in a s- stuck position where you're just like i have no method of per- going forward from here. No, I mean, that hasn't happened yet. I mean, the way that I see it is that these guys bought, these guys hired some people that were like, they're fucking great at making puzzles. I mean, they, none of the puzzles are unfair. None of them are, none of them are like, oh fuck, I'm stuck or I got to like turn the game off. Like, like, you know, or I have to like fast travel to a different area. I don't even think you have to leave the screen for most of them. So it's, uh, it's been pretty good, and the, but the, it's not hard. Like I mean, the death penalty—I've died a ton of times, but the death penalty is almost minimum. Like there's, there's never really no penalty. So, you know, there's a penalty in Blasphemous. Like you lose part of your power bar or whatever. In this game, you don't lose anything. You just go back to the to the to a checkpoint that was probably like one or two screens back, and uh, that's about it. So, and um, like a lot of the Metroid, I guess Metroid is the game where you have to go back and do things later. Um, there's about 10 onion layers, I'd say. Like, every time you get another animal, like, there's areas in every section of the map that open up to you. And and then they'll give you, like, different weapons where suddenly things can be done, different magic powers. So I've got, like, seven types of magic, five animals, um, a dozen weapons, and all this other stuff. So it's definitely a slow onion peeling. So, but, uh, you know, and cute all the way, you know. So it's, there's absolutely nothing beyond like ages seven, I'd say, in this game. It's definitely for kids. It's for kids, but I mean, seriously, kids, like little kids that like that aren't really used to critical thinking, maybe are just not going to get through this game. Like it's, I think the puzzles are just too hard for kids. So it's somewhere between adult and for, and kids. Like um, maybe it's it's probably more for adults that want to have like a lighthearted adventure than it is for kids that you know want to like you know play with Yoshi or some shit because some of the puzzles are too hard. That's about it. Hey, hey, don't be talking bad about my boy Yosh. Well, Yoshi story. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's a yarny boy. Yeah, Yoshi story is some good shit. That's about it, guy. Monster Boy and the Curse Kingdom. I mean, it's it's a Wii game. I think it's it was on sale before for like 17 bucks. I don't know if it still is, but uh, you know, it's it's it is way better than Blasphemous. I mean, we're not we're not even on the same planet. So, Worth playing, Mandy. Your tablet. Oh yeah. Do we do we have time? Yeah, yeah. We got, we we have a handful of minutes to discuss a, a tablet. A handful of minutes. Okay. Well, I got a new tablet. I said last week that I was looking for one, and I got a Samsung Galaxy Tab S6 Lite. Is the one that I chose. Um, there is the S6, which is like a little bit bigger. The Lite is the slightly smaller one, <laughs> and. Um, 
yeah, so far I I'm actually really liking it. And this one I got because it is on the more affordable side side of tablets. There are ones mm-hmm. that are like far more powerful than this, but there are also hundreds and hundreds of more dollars in this yeah. one. Um, this one was on sale and, uh, normally it goes for 350. I got it for 270. So, um, a little bit of a discount there. And, uh, yeah, so far it's, it's great for what I wanted it for and, um, or for what I was looking for. And the screen is about a roughly around 10 inches. That's pretty good. And yeah, and I'm only going, I'm only planning on using it for, um, I, for one for Twitch when we do, when we stream on Twitch, and then I can use it as like a second screen to look at, uh, Twitch chat, which was what I was originally looking for one for. Just, I wanted something really cheap for that, but then I was like, well, if I'm going to get a tablet, it'd be nice if I could also have something that I could use to draw. So mm-hmm. if I go to out somewhere, like if I have to go somewhere and I can't be home on my computer, I can at least get some work done on stuff. So that's what I was kind of looking for. And I know the iPads are probably better for that, but they're also far more expensive. <laughs> and oh my God, now yeah. I have realized in my experience that um, Apple tends to uh, become far more um obsolete later on where you can almost do nothing on them and that's that's really frustrating when you have when you spend so much money on something and then like my ipad 2 is basically a rock now no apps work on it because they're not no longer upgrading for it which is so frustrating i can't even get youtube on it one might (laughs) one might think they planned this oh yeah for sure that that would be the apple way but Mm -hmm. um yeah, so this one that I got, I got the 64 gigabyte hard drive and um, four gigabytes of RAM. And uh, you it does come with an SD slot, so you can put, like, I think up to one terabyte on it if you want. And um, the four gigabytes of RAM is, I mean, it's a little bit more on the slower side than what I would have liked. It's not bad, of course, and I'm not planning on playing any games on it. I want to use it just for drawing and just load it up with drawing stuff. Um, I did put Clip Studio Paint on it because Photoshop, apparently, when I when I subscribed to Photoshop, they said that I would also have access to the app version, but apparently the app version is only good on um, Apple devices. So that was no longer oh, helpful. Shit. I can use Adobe Sketch. So if I want to sketch something, that's fine, but it doesn't have like anywhere near as many tools as I would like. And I was like, and eh, that's kind of useless. But um, Clip Studio Paint works great on it. And um, and it also has cloud access. So I can like, whatever I work on in my tablet, it'll update it in the cloud. So then I can also go on my PC when I use my art tablet and still use it there. And like all my um, every, all my progress is saved and transferred over. So that has been really helpful. But um, yeah, as far as like the S Pen that comes with it, like it comes with its own pen and the S Pen's actually pretty decent. It's no, it doesn't have, um, it does have um, pressure sensitivity, but not at the same, um, like not in the same range as my tablet oh, or my cool. drawing tablet does. Is that normal um, for, for a tablet to have that? Because I'm, I'm, I don't know much about them, but that sounds, that sounds unusual to me. I know the Apple 
Pencil. It also, but I think when you get the iPad and you get the Apple Pencil, I think that one is you have to buy separately. And I don't, I'm not for sure on this because I've never tried an Apple Pencil. But when I was looking up reviews, they're saying that the S Pen that comes with the Samsung is um, actually more powerful than the Apple Pencil. So um, this, I mean, this is honestly the only the second tablet that I've ever owned. The only other ones that I've had is my iPad 2, which did not have any um, kind of drawing capabilities on it. And I have a Kindle Fire, which, you know, basically it's just books. So (laughs) this is like the only time that I've ever had a like newer tablet. And um, so I'm not sure about that, but I think this is on the more affordable side of drawing tablets, like of ones that you can draw with. I wouldn't call it specifically a tablet for drawing because it's not like what it's intended for, but um, it's nice that it comes with the pen with the pen, and you can use the pen in other apps as well. Like you can um, write notes in it. You can use it to navigate. Like it has like a hover as like, um, uh, like thing to it where if you hover over buttons, it'll like, uh, expand menus and stuff with the pen and then you can like use the pen as sort of like a um, stylus but um yeah i mean so far it's uh it's good i think the pen um the tip of it is very soft and it glides very easily against the screen which can also be a little uh frustrating at times mm-hmm. because it doesn't have the same grip that my um, tablet, my drawing tablet does. And I wasn't expecting them to be anywhere near the same because my art tablet was specifically for drawing. This one is just kind of like a, hey, you can also draw too kind of thing. So Do you want it like somewhere, pressure- in, the, somewhere in the middle? Sorry. Do you want it somewhere in yeah, the middle? Yeah. Like you want it not, not too rough, but not slippery, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it. for sure. And the button on the side of the pen I always accidentally press and it opens up like other menus and it's that one has been very frustrating because I keep accidentally touching it and you also have to use a um like a I don't know how to describe them my my drawing tablet came with one my art intuist one tablet came with a drawing glove which is kind of like it just is just a two-fingered glove for like your pinky and your um in uh, like like your two last fingers and it goes around like your thumb and that's so that when you rest your hand on the tablet it doesn't like register your mm. you as pushing things right and i have to use that with this i actually don't really use it with my drawing tablet cuz i've never had an issue but i have to use it with this because if my wrist so much as bumps it it thinks that that's a key press and like opens up menus and stuff and that's been very frustrating but um yeah i i drew a picture with it to test it out and it does not have the same range of pressure sensitivity that my drawing tablet does but it's still pretty decent like i'm not getting a wide variety of like pen strokes with it but i think it'll be good for like if i draw something on my tablet and if i just want to take it out like on my lunch break or something at work and I'm like man I really wish that I could like work on cleaning things up or like adding colors and stuff I can do that now I you know I can work on little things out I wouldn't I probably wouldn't use it for uh like the entire image (laughs) because I'm not getting the same range of um abilities but uh yeah it's it's still pretty decent though and um I got like a Bluetooth keyboard with it so I can prop it up. It almost looks like a tiny little laptop. Oh, and, so you uh, can use it for like other things. Yeah. 
Yeah, for yeah. browsing the web or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to use it for like Twitch chat and stuff. Are you gonna I was using it when we were streaming Phasmophobia. <laughs> Are you going to watch Anna Animu on it? No, that's what my phone is for. Uh, I use my phone for everything. I watch stuff and read stuff. And like, I haven't even used my Kindle Fire since upgrading my phone because uh, I have so much room on my phone. <laughs> I have so much storage space. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very happy with it, though. I think for like only like two seventy, it was a very very good price. Yeah, that's for a great price for anything, really. What I mean. I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for um, for thirty two thousand dollars, you can go buy a PS five right now. Oh no! What do you think about that? <laughs> nope, <laughs> I'm silliest. I'm all right. And this just came out in May, so it's a it's a new tablet. Um, I guess it's just one that they made for like an affordable line of right. tablets. But yeah, so it's not like an older version. So you should be able to find it. I just don't I don't think it'll probably be on sale for very long. But um, normally it's three fifty, so which is still a decent price. Stamp stamp of approval. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. Good. It's a fun new toy. Yeah. New toys. <laughs> it's a it's a grown up toy. Toys are good. I would say it's a little bit heavy, heavier than I would have liked because I wanted something really light that I can like throw in my backpack. For um, I I'd use a tiny little backpack for work. I don't like bring a purse with me, but because um, I used to ride the bus, but I don't do that anymore. But I still bring my backpack with me, so it's a little bit heavy, but um, it's still it's still good for what I wanted, though. Well, we're expecting more art now, so that's right. No I excuses. Am, <laughs> I'm drawing a Livy in like a Jinji Ito style because I thought, damn, this works really well for him. <laughs> you gotta follow Mandy on Twitter if you want to see all the all the all the designs. So. Remember, just just remember that. All right. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to have to play us out here as we have run out of time. So sad, but so much covered. Yeah. And wow, I can't wait. Pretty soon we'll have Cyberpunk to talk about, I hope. Very excited. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Hobby Addicts. My voice held up. We'll see if that continues. Thank you for contributing to the podcast, and we'll see you next week. So until then, be safe, take care, bye-bye.